Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Ah, happy reckless speculation Thursday here on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. You're home for daily Minnesota sports entertainment, therapy, and speculation on Thursdays, especially. Reckless speculation. All right, the ground rules are for people that are new, because sometimes people get confused, like, what? You guys are... You guys are crazy. What? Never going to happen, Mackie. <laughs> this is a safe space to explore fun hypotheticals. Could be could be stuff that's rooted in reality, too. Could be stuff that's, like, percolating underneath your, your feet. Uh, but it's a safe space, okay? We throw out ideas and theories, and uh, we look to try and make our Minnesota sports teams better for the long haul. And so today we're going to do another dive into the latest Carl Anthony Towns trade fodder. I feel like, I don't know about you guys, maybe I'm just getting hit with, like, the algorithm. But oh, you every are. every time I log no, into you are. social media, it's like... A thousand percent you are. There's just, like, people workshopping new Carl Anthony Towns trade ideas. And now you've got the Blazers fan base that's... And I don't know, some of these other fan bases look at Cat a little bit sideways. Like, is he really a guy that you're going to give up the number three pick for? But it is funny that the internet basically continues to crowdsource trade ideas involving Carl Anthony Towns. So I've got a bunch of new iterations for you guys today. <laughs> All right, let's hear them. And I think, well, gosh, where should we go here? It's funny to see like what other fan bases, how other fan bases view the value of your players, right? Because right. if you're a Timberwolves fan, you're like, all right, Carl drives me nuts, but he's a third-team All-NBA right. guy, and he's a unicorn, well, and he's one of the best three-point shooters. And, you know, at this time a year ago, if Jazz fans were workshopping a Gobert trade, though, in their wildest dreams, they could they, they could have never workshopped the trade that occurred, right? Like, you that never would have thought, you know, I love Gobert. He's been here forever. What could we get get back? You would never think, what, five draft picks and a slew of players? Yeah, so, that is funny because, like, all the reckless, reasons. But it happens. Yeah, well, all the reasons why we sit here and put limitations on a potential cat trade. Like, well, I mean, yeah, he fails in the playoffs. Or you could apply a lot of the same stuff to Rudy Gobert and say, well, I mean, he got played off the court a couple times in the playoffs before the Jazz traded him and doesn't have much of an offensive repertoire. He is one of the best defensive players that we've seen in 20 years. But, yeah, he wasn't. Like, these, some of these Supermax players that aren't really the best players, they they just they just – Basically, if you're a top 20 player in the NBA, you become a super max player in your late 20s and you get 
you know, like Jalen Brown, for instance. He's a really good player. Not a great dribbler, probably not the best guy on a championship team, but because he's one of the 15 to 18 best players in the league, he's about to get a five-year, was it $296 million contract from the Celtics? Yep. So I think my biggest question about Carl and Gobert and then anyone that you would trade for, like a like in that Supermax level, like a Jalen Brown, are they worth handcuffing your cap situation by keeping them on your team or by trading for them? So. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this first one's from Yahoo Sports. Reckless speculation. And this is an example of other fan bases don't perceive your players value-wise the same way that you do, right? So I'm just going to read this from Yahoo. Most likely for Brooklyn to put itself, so Brooklyn Nets, for Brooklyn to put itself in the contender conversation, they will need to make a big splash with the trade or hitting on draft picks. Uh, according to uh, Vincent Frank of SportsNot.com, so Vincent, so SportsNot just throws out crazy trade ideas. Safe space. God bless them. The Nets could make that splash by trading a highly coveted player within the Timberwolves organization. Oh, Carl Anthony Towns. Here's the trade: the Timberwolves would receive Mikal Bridges and Joe Harris. So. Bridges, 27 years old, exceptional wing player, plays defense, great three-point shooter, a little undersized at six foot six if you want to play him at the three, but as a shooting guard where I think Brooklyn had him in the second half of the season, now he's a bigger shooting guard at six foot six, and he scored like 26 points a game. He's just a really good player at 27 years old, and his contract is one of the most team-friendly in basketball, $23 million a year for the next three years average, okay? Mm-hmm. Joe Harris, more of a salary filler. He's only under contract for one more year, but he's and he's 32, but he's one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. Yes, he is. So you'd be getting a sniper shooter for a year. Maybe, maybe you extend him, but he doesn't quite fit the Anthony Edwards age curve, but he's a salary filler. Yep. So you get these two guys, Bridges as the main guy, Harris as the salary filler, but absolutely a good rotation player. And the Nets would get Carl Anthony Towns, two second-round picks, and Jaden McDaniels. Whoa, 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 what? So so what else is going to come to the Wolves? Reckless Nothing. Speculation. I mean, Mikel Bridges, you could argue, is the best player in this trade. You could argue. Okay. I think I think Towns Towns has put up bigger numbers for longer, but if you if you surveyed the league and said you can only have one of these guys, Carl or Mikel Bridges, a lot of people would say Mikel Bridges. But you're going to give up two second round picks, which okay, and Jaden McDaniels. Tim also, Conley. Bridges Bridges contract is part of it too, in that you would so if you if you're the Timberwolves and you view Carl Anthony Towns as kind of an albatross contract for the next five or six years. Cause now all of a sudden he's going from 36 million to 50 up to $60 million. Right. Sure. You could just like get rid of that and have Mikel bridges for half of that for three years. And then you would clear out you now you'd be part of this is avoiding the luxury tax penalty yeah, going that, forward too. that trade reeks of, de- of desperation and Jaden McDaniels is not being traded. So I, I hate that one. I don't think Jaden's being traded either, but I also think Tim Connolly is open to discussions if it makes the team better. But I agree with you. You'd be, you'd be plucking 
You'd be taking Carl and you'd be plucking the sidekick for, for Anthony Edwards, one of the best perimeter defenders. I wouldn't do this trade either, just to be clear. But it's yeah, an interesting look nuts. at how other teams and fan bases yeah. look at Jaden and say, he's a good player, but like he's not what you guys think he is. I don't hate the idea of clearing out Cat to absorb a much more um, conducive cap hit in Mikhail Bridges, but giving up Jaden with that, I, I'm, I'm not. The second round picks are whatever. Take the second round picks. Don't care about those. But um, I'm sorry, but I can't do the. But I can't. I don't think I can pair out Jaden McDaniel's with it either. So if I'm Conley though, and I, I think we've discussed this previously in the reckless speculation lifestyle that we lead when it comes to this potential trade, if I'm Conley, I need to feel like I am winning this trade. So like, if I'm going to trade Cat, I'm not doing it because I'm desperate. I'm not doing it even if I am a little bit desperate. I need to win this trade. So, like, I'm not throwing in fillers and blah, blah, blah. I am trading you what I hope you assume is a great player. We know he's a great talent. So, I need to feel, I need to feel at least a semblance of what the Jazz must have felt on the day that they traded Gobert here, which is, okay, I did really well. Yeah, I I, I agree. I I love Mikal Bridges. But then again, too, if you acquire Mikal Bridges, I don't know if the starting lineup can be, let's say, Conley or point guard, future point guard, Ant at the two, because Ant's not a point guard, Ant's a two. Right. Mikal Bridges is like a two three. And Jade McDaniels is a really skinny six foot nine guy who you're probably not playing at the four very often going forward. So like it's a, it, it would be a weird deal where I don't know that those guys would all fit in the same starting lineup together. Would one of them, would McDaniels come off the bench and get his 30 minutes that way? So let's keep going here. Mm-hmm. Actually, be, be, before I keep going, you brought up the word desperation. There is a little bit of organizational desperation that's 12, 15 months on the horizon here. And Canis Hoopus did a great job this week in an article laying out what lies ahead now that the new CBA is in play here, the NBA is trying to make it a lot harder to build like three headed monster dynasties. Essentially. They want to make it so that you got your, you got your two guys and then you can build out your roster beyond that. And severe penalties loom for teams that push up against the second apron above the luxury tax. I won't get into all the weeds here, but basically like if the wolves stand pat and don't trade, if they don't trade one of their big contract guys in the next year, or if they don't get rid of basically all of their semi-highly paid role players and replace them with veteran minimum guys or like draft picks, they're going to run into some major penalties. You're going to you're going to run into you know not being able to use a mid-level exception. You're going to run into not being able to trade future draft picks that are more than five years out. Like there's just like restrictions that the NBA puts on teams that get too far in the luxury tax. So to avoid going into that second apron of the luxury tax in a year from now. They have to trade either Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Jade McDaniels, Anthony Edwards, or get rid of like all other players who make money and fill the roster with nothing. So you could, yeah, you could wait a year and deal with it. But if you get 12 months down the road, every team in the NBA that you would be talking to knows that you're desperate at that point to get under the, the, the second apron of the luxury tax. So I'm just saying like Tim Connolly's despite what some Wolves fans think, is not an idiot. He knows this is looming in a year from now, which means now would be the best time 
with the most leverage to trade sure. a guy like Carl Anthony Towns. So Absolutely. that's even more reason not to settle, by the way, on a trade like the Brooklyn one. Right, exactly. You are still, and, and here's the thing with Cat, too. So Cat here, as far as, as uh, the playoffs, certainly, has not worked out. But if Cat went to the right team, he could probably be a very effective playoff player in the right environment, right? So, like, if I trade him and you throw back at me, well, look at his playoff failures. He's not as good as people think, blah, blah. And you know what? There's some validity to that. But what I'm going to say is if you are the right team for him, and he does not have to be, as Phil said so many years ago, the man, and he is a complimentary player because he'd be damn good there, and and he didn't have the pressure of feeling that it was his team, um, I think you'd be trading a very valuable asset of course, it would have to be to the right team. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get to another team. Maybe he's the right fit for this next team. Reckless speculation. A team that just made a big coaching change, looking to shuffle things up, maybe spark something after winning a championship a few years ago. And this is from Sports Not again, just shoveling fun oh, ideas yeah. into Thank our timeline here. Yep. So the the Timberwolves would get from Toronto. Pascal Siakam and the number 13 overall pick in this year's draft. Now I get it. Like you can't technically trade cat for a week or two after the draft, but in that case, Toronto would make the pick for you. And then you would, it happens Mm -hmm. in the NBA. So the wolves would get Pascal Siakam and the number 13 overall pick and Toronto would get Carl Anthony towns. They would get five years of Carl Anthony towns. So this is the rest of the write-up, and then I'll explain more here. For the Timberwolves, this would clear the way for Rudy Gobert to be the main big featured like featured big man. It wouldn't be a twin tower situation. They would add a big-time talent in Siakam who could take on some of the scoring load left by Towns. Adding in the number 13 pick would give Minnesota a chance to add another young talent to the roster moving forward. So, so a couple things on this. Siakam, he would play power forward. He's a six-foot-nine very versatile uh, power forward who can kind of double as a wing in some ways, the way that he plays 24 points, eight rebounds, six assists last season. And he's led the NBA in minutes per game. The last two years, two years, just a, just a guy that can just go and be out there for like 37, 38 minutes. The problem is you'd actually be getting older here because he's 29 years old and he only has one year left on his contract. So you'd be shifting further because one of the appealing reasons to maybe trade cat, for some assets is if those assets more closely align with the Anthony Edwards age timeline. Mm-hmm. Jade Anthony Edwards is 21 going to be 22. Jade McDaniels aligns. Nas Reed aligns, right? If yep. you were to get the, you know, the number three pick from the Blazers, whoever you would draft there is 19 years old and aligns more closely than maybe a 27 or a 29 year old. Yep. But Siakam is also really good and would probably fit very well in you know what the rest of the lineup looks like but you'd be trading for what you'd be trading five years of cat for one year of pascal siakam and the 13th overall pick he would be an absolute flight risk to go sign somewhere else in free agency that's a no for me dog uh this is a yes for me dog i honestly love this idea I love Siakam. I love yeah. Siakam for sure. Yeah. I like Siakam a lot. I like getting the 13th overall draft pick and having a potential another complimentary piece there that's going to be under a rookie-scale contract for four years. Now, here's the only question I have because I'm, I'm not as, in, I'm not as uh, into the salary cap situation. You, so you have Siakam, and what's his salary? 
going into that final year uh, is almost exactly the same as cats. As cats? Th- 37 million cats, 36 million. So let's say Siakam then walks. How does it work with you? Do you just have 37 million to play with and you're set? You lose that you slot, not. right? Because yeah, this is where the NBA gets really complicated. Once you're over the salary cap, which the wolves would still be, let's say you're, and I don't have it in front of me. Let's say you're like $19 million over the salary cap and a $35 million player comes off your books. You would not get $35 million to play with necessarily. You would get like the difference as you go under the cap. So okay. they, would, they would lose that salary cap slot, which is what they were worried about with D'Lo. If D'Lo's right. 30 came off the books, they, were, they, they weren't like under the cap, so they would just like lose that. That's why, that's why having Conley at 20 or 25 for another year or two mm-hmm. extends it. But at a certain point, you're taking all these contracts yes. yeah. into luxury tax bill. And do A-Rod and Lori want to pay a $40 million luxury tax bill and get hit with like these roster-constraining stipulations? So at some point, you're probably going to have to just say goodbye to a chunk of money or one of these max salary spots anyways. That's I'm still in on this. this. I think I'm in on this. I want Siakam, who's a, who's a veteran who can play and is very just a Swiss Army knife, and I want the 13th overall kid that I can build around for four years as a complimentary piece. I'm, I'm in on this trade. I like another, thing, I another thing you could do real quick is you could extend Siakam, but he's, he's going to be 30 years yeah, old than a year from now, and yeah. you could trade Gobert in a year if you thought that Siakam was a better fit for this puzzle than Carl Anthony Towns and you didn't want to deal with like, you know, paying Towns $50 million in a couple of years. Get me at the very least a top 10 pick. Well, 13th isn't uh, – splitting no. hairs there a little I think bit. That, I agree. Yeah, but I don't want an aging play. The, the problem is I, I think, Phil, that you are right in they're going to want to get players that fit into the timeline because they're always yep. fighting this fight against the timeline. Um, and if Ant is truly the guy, then I want – and he should be – I want to pick a high draft pick that I can plug in. I want players I can plug in, not be concerned about is player X – as good as he might be going to turn around and walk and, or just start to age out. And for the record here, I'm, I'm kind of playing like all sides here in this discussion. I I think it's, I don't know that I would run to the table to complete this trade either. It's, there's some interesting reasons to consider this, but I generally, if, if you have an asset like towns and even with his flaws, he is an asset. Yes. Rudy Gobert with his flaws was an asset and you saw what the jazz got for. So, if you have an asset like this and you're going to make a trade, you should be very intentional about the things that you get back and them aligning with Anthony Edwards for the long haul, I think, right? Yes. And that brings us to point. and that brings us to the next couple of trade ideas presented by our friends at Livia, helping Score North listeners lose a lot of weight over the past couple of years. Change your life. Speaking of ideas, speaking of of programs that work, I'm going to tell you right now, I dropped now a couple of years back, actually, we're coming up on the uh, two-year anniversary of when I started on this program, dropped 40 pounds. The most important thing is my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers are not only going to help you drop the weight, they're going to help you maintain the weight loss. And that's the most important thing. And right now, have I got a deal for you and it ends tomorrow. So you want to contact them ASAP. The one-week special offer that's on now, it's called Livia's Premier All-Access Offer. 50% off plus a free gift. 50% off the program plus a free gift. You could lose up to get this 15 pounds or more by the 4th of July. Imagine in July, down 15 pounds, feeling great, clothes fit. It's outstanding. And then you're going to maintain 
that weight loss. Again, the offer ends Friday, 855-GO-LIVIA-LIVIA.COM. L-I-V-E-A.COM is your ticket to summer weight loss and success that's going to continue into the fall. Also, it's riding season here, so whatever you ride, a Harley, an Indian, metric cruiser, sport bike, if you like to get out, all you Ragnars out there, if you like to get out and enjoy the summer months on the road, Dennis Kirk has you covered so you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Speculation. All right. From our friends at Canis Hoopus, an excellent there. Timberwolves yes. uh, thought leader platform. Dude, the, t- the Timberwolves blog and podcast sphere is so good. It's very good. It's so They don't good. deserve it. Like, they're great. The, the Wolves don't deserve oh. the type of coverage <laughs> that they get. The Wolves don't deserve, like, it's really, really highbrow. Like, you, you would think that the Wolves are good. Dude, it's amazing. Like the it bloggers is, do a great job, and it's just it just spins out more and more talented people over yes. the years. And you know, so my guy Kyle Tige, and by the way, uh, Craig Kilborn, gonna make another appearance Kilby. on Flagrant House today. Lord Kilby, oh boy, my uh, my nice. brunch friend Craig Kilborn is gonna yep. come on and name speculate. Name drop? Is it a name drop? If he's like, if I'm promoting that yeah, he's going little, to be on the podcast? No, brunch friend is though. A little bit of a look at me, Louie, kind of moment there, if you will, there, Phil. He's but my brunch okay. friend. Yeah, no, but okay. brunch friend, it's a definite brag. Mm-hmm. The fact he's I think he's probably to bragging, bragging to a, his friends that yeah. he got to go get brunch with Phil Mackey. No? I'm sure some, I'm sure some folks at t- different stations in this town are a little bit jealous of that one. Oh, that's fine. Stations. Such an old word. Okay, Canis Hoopus. It's the radio. Canis Hoopus. Here's a three-team trade. Actually, no, let's start with this one. This All is right. a more simple one. All right, so this would be just a Timberwolves-Blazers trade. The Blazers would get Carl Anthony Towns to pair up with Damian Lillard. The Wolves would get Anthony Simons, a combo guard who scores 20-some points a game. He's young, like 23 years old. Defense, very optional, but an electric scorer. Could be a problem. Okay. Nasir Little, who's more of just a salary match guy, just kind of a rotational wing player. And the number three overall pick. Yep. Just a very simple, clean one, one for one trade with, with, you know, instead of a four team trade. Now we're cooking. Okay. Now we're cooking with gas. This is what I, yes, this is what I want. Cause the number three pick is going to be an immediate contributor. Uh, it's going to fit in with ant perfectly timeline wise. And so, yes, this is this is my idea of what would be a very fair trade. Yeah, because because you might say, well, wait a second, about this. You know, Carl's only like five years older than Ant. The guy you drafted would be four years younger. So, right, but as Ant emerges into his prime, Correct. you'd like the nineteen-year-old to become twenty-three, twenty-four, as opposed to the twenty-seven-year-old becoming thirty-two. In a perfect world, 
mm-hmm. and Scoot Henderson. There's some flaws there. Like he's not the greatest shooter, but there's a lot to like Energizer Bunny. Think kind of Russell, Russell Westbrook type, but maybe with a little bit more self-awareness as a basketball player. That's kind of how he projects. So I'm very interested in this type of a trade, but let's throw it to our Portland Trailblazers <laughs> insider yeah. here, Declan Goff. Uh, well, this is pretty similar to what you proposed, right? Like three, oh, four yeah. weeks, like a month ago. I mean, they might have just ripped it off. They might have just we did. We did birth, birth this whole idea a yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's just wow. more of trying to figure out if Cat and Dame fit together and if the Blazers want that pair. I, I think I don't. I don't know if the Blazers want just Cat and Dame, and that all of a sudden makes them the team to beat in the West. So it doesn't. It doesn't. That's the thing. Because there's, I've heard that pushback a lot of like, well, the Blazers aren't going to win the title with Lillard and Cat. I don't care what if, yeah, if well, they're yes, with, if they're desperately willing to make well, a trade to get a secondary player. Right. Who are we to judge? The Timberwolves made a trade for Gobert, and the league said, well, they're not a contender by making that trade. It's okay. It's the the wolves were still desperate enough to make the trade at the time, right? Right. Right. Well, and there's got there has to be a, a decent portion of teams that privately think that the wolves are such buffoons that they've screwed up Cat and that they can fix him. Like that has to be a theory, right? Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't know if Cat is as uh, like universally loved outside. I think. I think the same things that we have feared about Cat or that we criticize Cat for. I think those are now percolating more outside of Minnesota too. Maybe not at the level that you know angsty wolves fans really want him out but i think the i think the writing on the wall is people kind of now know who cat is where four years ago when they were doing you know drafts of what players would you start a franchise with and cat was one of the first few guys yeah. you could start a franchise with he has he has fallen off from that tier one mm-hmm. he's clearly in like the 30 to 20 range of, of, of the best nba players but there's got to be like a savior sort of feeling that if, if you look at the right. track record of this organization since kg left how many players didn't live up to what the expectations were and then went somewhere else in a different role and thrived and or won a ring, right? Kevin Love, Andrew Wiggins, you know, it's... And teams don't think like fans. So teams teams are are, are haughty enough to say, oh, we can fix him. Now, fans might say exactly what Declan said, which is I'm sort of out on Cat, but I could see a, at least a handful of teams saying, if we got that guy, those buffoons in Minnesota, they've screwed him up, we'll fix him. And that's all you need them to think. Yeah, I got one more for you here from Canis Hoopus. So this is God dang it, man. reckless speculation. It's a little bit similar for the Timberwolves, but it's it's a three team trade, and here's what it looks like. So the Timberwolves, well, I'll I'll do them last. The Celtics would get Carl Anthony Towns, Torian Prince. Dude, this is the same stuff that we send out Towns and Prince, right? Wow, Carl Anthony. I'm not accusing them of anything. The it's just smart, smart people come to the same. The accusations are flying. Not, Make no mistake not. about it. I'd like to the, apologize to our friends. The Celtics would get Cat and Torian Prince from the Timberwolves, okay. and they would get a 2026 first round pick from the Blazers. So a future first round pick from the Blazers. The Blazers would get Al Horford and Jalen Brown from the Celtics. So the so the swap there with the Blazers and Celtics would basically be coming in for the Celtics would be Towns and Prince going out would be Jalen Brown and Al Horford so you'd be getting Horford's kind of aging out it's yeah. he's a really good player but he's getting old and you would say goodbye to him replace him with Towns and then Jalen Brown uh, with Torian Prince as a role player 
And then the Timberwolves, for them sending out Towns and Prince to the Celtics, would get Anthony Simons, the third overall pick, and then two salary fillers in the Sear Little, and then you'd get Luke Cornett from, he's a big man from the Celtics that's just a guy, mm-hmm. just to fill out a couple extra million dollars. Mm-hmm. So you'd be, uh, you'd be sending out Prince with Towns, but you'd be getting pretty much the same thing with a couple yep. salary fillers, Anthony Simons and the number three overall pick. I'd do this. And it kind of like... I would do it. It makes sense for the Blazers in that, okay, again, we could debate whether they're actually a championship contender or not. That's The point is they want to get better desperately in their last year or two with Damian Lillard, right? That's the motivation. So the Blazers would then have Damian Lillard, Jalen Brown as a backcourt, Al Horford, and whatever he has left in the tank. I would assume then that they would bring back Jeremy Grant, who averaged 20.5 points, you know, five rebounds, a couple assists last year, and then whatever else you can fill the roster out with. I mean, that's a pretty good group of players to push forward with. And um, Shaden Sharp, too, would probably elevate and and play 25, 30 minutes. So, interesting. Mm-hmm. Celtics get a shakeup. Blazers get actual adults around Damian Lillard. Yeah. Wolves get Anthony Simons and the number three overall pick. Unfortunately, I don't think the teams like the Wolves and Blazers necessarily in reality are making these deals to be championship teams like immediately. I think they just want to be competitive, right? And make the playoffs. Yeah. So, so like, I don't think the, the conversation is, is that trade going to land Declan's team, the Trailblazers, um, an LOB? I think the conversation is, does it get them in the tournament? Does it make them competitive? Yeah, and they, so they need I to don't take think a we're step, going right? to. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think we're going to. Well, Dame's going to win a championship. I think we're going to. Dame is going to at least have a chance, probably, to end his career on a respectable franchise again. Yep. So it sounds like this show is kind of if a, if the opportunity presented itself in some form to send out Cat and bring in the number three overall pick and another piece like an Anthony Simons, that this show is. Highly interested in that discussion. Oh, hell yeah. I told you, I'm out on cat. I've seen enough. It's an attitude that I don't like. It's a woe is me on the court I don't like. It's a lack of understanding of situations I don't like. So yeah, I'm, I'm done. I like what you said, Phil, about the explanation of why it behooves them to tra- trade him now. Now, I am not going to give him away. I'm not going to, if I'm Conley, I'm not going to hang up the phone and be like, oh, okay, we dumped him at least. I want to hang up the phone and feel like I at least might have a chance to win said trade, yeah. if not outright won the trade. But I am fully on board. Even if he goes elsewhere on a different team and is successful, I am fully on board with trading Pat. Mm. Reckless speculation. I think Boston, the market would be a problem for him. Portland would be great. Be he could go settle into the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, there'd be a lot of pressure in Boston. That's a good point. I saw a video from him on his Instagram today, a cat that is of like doing deep sea dive, like training regimen. And he was like having a basketball. He was like throwing it to Jordan Woods and, and doing low impact training or something. I, I don't know. He's not. I just, I'm had enough. Maybe, but like that's called a vacation with your girlfriend, which is yeah. cool. But yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. You can yeah. vacation with your girlfriend. But don't frame it like it's, oh, we're doing deep sea basketball training. It's like, My no, honeymoon? you're vacationing with your girlfriend and posting on Instagram. Yeah, throw That's me that fun. basketball, Jordan. Yeah. 
my honeymoon. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm like, I'm, I'm resetting my podcast space to deliver more takes when, you know, I'm on a Bora Bora or wherever I'm going to go in a year and a half or something. That'll, that's, that'll be what I'm doing. Yes. It's we, it's us time together as we mm-hmm. get better professionally too. Um, so, all right. Yeah. Let us know if you guys have ideas for, for cat trades, we can make this. I mean, we're, we're there's probably a month left of this. Cause then the actual rubber hits the road with the draft at the end of June. And then, the beginning of July. And just keep in mind, this isn't like you guys desperately want to get rid of cat. No, this is a roster puzzle that needs to be solved in the next 12 to 15 months. And it's yes. going to be hard to get a lot for Rudy Gobert at this point after what happened last year. So this is how, how would you work your way out of this luxury tax conundrum roster shackling conundrum that lies ahead in 12 to 15 months, hit us up Twitter, YouTube comment section. We'd, Love to hear from you guys. Feedback tab on the Score North app. But, uh, that's a wrap on Reckless Speculation Thursday. Reckless Speculation. See you guys.